Hey everybody, it is me, Mike Catherwood. And one thing I know is that we all are short on time and we're all doing our best to save money, okay? That's kind of part of the deal of living in modern America. That's why it's so important that you take advantage of Honey. Honey is a fantastic tool that you can use on your computer, on your phone, and it really does take all of the busy work out of responsible shopping. It takes it out and it does it for you. Honey is a great way for you to find the best deal and to save money on everything you purchase online. Over 40,000 different companies and retailers. That's who Honey works with. What you do, go to joinhoney.com slash high and you get yourself Honey. You can put it right there on the toolbar on your computer or you get the app and it finds the best deals for you. It finds out how you can save money and it applies those savings at checkout. It couldn't be any easier. It's really just two steps and it's quick and it's free and it's there for you. There's no reason why you shouldn't use Honey. It's a great company and we're so proud to have them be a part of the high and dry experience. And I I can't say enough good things about this product. There's really no downside. Sometimes things are too good to be true and you just want to find the fault, there's no fault in honey. It saves you money, it's quick, it's easy, and you don't have to do any work. It does all the work for you. So go to joinhoney.com slash high and get yourself hooked up with honey and do yourself a favor, save money, save time, live a happier life. We're here. Yeah. We're great. Welcome and it's back. good to be here. And it's an exciting day. It is a very exciting day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an exciting day for me because uh, as a man who feels very inadequate about his, um, his unit. Yeah. I read something yesterday that really made me feel good. And I'm glad that there's finally an evangelist, a civil rights leader, taking the torch for men like me. Yeah. And that man, Enrique Iglesias. What oh, he, really? He said he got a little dick. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, I didn't Lee Lee Raven said she likes little dicks, right? She prefers us smaller. Yeah. Yeah, she's not a size queen. I think look, I think uh, excluding obviously like like a micro dick, yeah. you know where it's just clearly you're not mm-hmm. doing anything with it. Yeah. I think the overwhelming majority of women prefer a little too small to a little too big. A little too big can be a problem. Mm. True. Not big, like nice, healthy big, like a like a Jason Ellis. I mean, when it's <laughs> problematically big. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can see that. Hard to get in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, you gotta yeah, be souped up for it. Mm-hmm. In love, I was host of Loveline for like eight years, something like that. We took my boyfriend or husband's penis is too small. Call maybe twice. Mm. We took my boyfriend or husband is too big. Probably like five hundred. Yeah. You know? So the problem out there is little pussies. Well, we got to auger them out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the pussy is a sensitive critter, you know, because the <laughs> mi- the mind's got to be online for it to unlock. It's got to be properly like primed and opened up. Yeah. With dudes, it's like you just get the boner and there's the blood in it, and you're ready to just jam. Yeah, right. We need a little more finesse yeah. sometimes. Maybe it's not lubricated enough. Like. It literally swells and fills with blood inside, and it does open up when it's properly aroused. Yeah. But not all partners know how to properly arouse, and so that can be a real problem. The wow. whole reproductive some horny talk, system, right? The whole, open in the vag. The whole process <laughs> of making more human blood in it. It is the most unfair deal ever. Absolutely. I was thinking about it the other day, like like literally the whole process from insemination all the way to birth. There's nothing more on un- a woman has to receive cock. Yeah. Okay. We just get hard and put something in it. Like, yeah, yeah like it's so easy for us. A woman has to receive a penis. Which How's that bad? It's not bad. Right. But it's on the, on the scales of justice. Everybody's to, winning. We get a boner. Yeah. And, and put something in. It yeah. can yeah. be any, you know, we're fine. Like, a woman has to be in the right mood. She has to get properly lubricated. She has to accept something. Yeah. That already is, like, it's a little bit unfair. Then, we blow a load. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> then they go through nine months of horror. Yeah. And then a fucking human 
comes out of them ripping them apart. Ooh. Yeah, not exactly. But then they not have, literally, literally ripping them apart. Unless yeah. they get a C-section. Yeah, but you're still, you're Which mother still Earth. ripping you apart. You make, you make people. I know, but all we do. You're more important than we are. Literally all we do is something that we would do anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's shoot a load. I don't, that doesn't make us bad, does no, it? No, 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 no. It's I, just unfair. There's nothing wrong with it. You got to talk to awesome. the gods. It's amazing what women are capable of, and that's why they are, they literally, that's why when you say if something, a tragedy's happening, women and children off the boat first. Women and children get safe first because you're more important. You are, uh, biologically. But I'm just talking about fairness. We get to come, which is something we want to do anyway. You have to go through this whole fucking Terrible system, mm -hmm. and uh, I was just thinking, it's like it maybe is the most unfair. It's pretty unfair. Part That's of why nature. it's like lay off of us if we want to get an abortion. I mean, come on. You are a as, young lion. As Jason cracks the Bible among the nations, <laughs> and you are like a monster in the sea, bursting forth in your rivers, troubling the waters with your feet, and fouling their rivers. Fouling their rivers. Yeah, I like yeah. That. I will therefore spread my net over you with a company of many people, and they will draw you up in my net. Then I will leave you on the land. I will cast you out on the open fields and cause to settle on you all the, uh, the birds of the heavens. And with you, I will fill the beasts of the whole earth. I will lay your flesh on your on the mountains, and I will fill the valleys with your carcass. That's pretty evil. That's right, sweet, right? Yeah, yeah. What is that? It's the Bible. What man. did it's this? What did ass. the sea monster do? I don't know, but every now and then, there's cool shit in here. What? Um. Why are you reading from the Bible? Yeah, let me see Ezekiel that. Ezekiel twenty-three. Well, Simon Woodstock sent, uh, or Simon Woodstock's wife, rather, sent okay. both of us some uh, Christmas gifts. It's very, yeah, I got a Bible. Very kind of it's got her. got super good leather on it. And it's she's a nice in. looking one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jason got a Bible. Um, I got a, a journal, like a 100-day journal that had a bunch of inspirational Bible quotes in it and shit. Oh, there's a letter in here, too. Can I read it? No. Why? I don't know. It's a little bit private, isn't it? Oh, suddenly you have barriers. Okay. Like how it. you told the story of me shitting in the shower in Mexico. That's different. And I told you not to. That's... I'm reading your Bible thing. Merry Christmas. Thank you for your friendship. We're so thankful for you as a person with lots of fans and everything. Want you to know that God is crazy about you too. He sent his son to die for our sins too. That he sent his son to die for our sins so that if we believe in him, we will not perish but have everlasting life. We love you and pray for you. I love Simon. That's very I sweet. I really like yeah. it. Yeah. I think I said this on the uh, Jason Ellis show, but it bears repeating that um, one of the big latent benefits of what I thought was the best Ellis Mania ever, uh, most the most recent one in Austin, was that uh, I got to get to know Simon. He's such a nice, uplifting, positive dude, and he's just a really a solid guy. He is yeah. really, really positive, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> differences in, in religion aside, like... He's, you know, he's trying to do good stuff. Yeah. I was thinking maybe I don't know God because I'm from Australia where the criminals live on an island. And maybe because I'm Australian, I don't have a soul because I like dogs. <laughs> and I remember that one guy that talks to aliens and pets. He's like a, a psychic to pets and shit. He said that dogs and cats don't have souls. They're more what? of an energy. And that makes sense to me. Maybe I'm just an energy. Maybe I'm not. I don't have a soul. You are lots of energy. I can't, I can't hear what he's saying. I disagree. I think you're you're very soulful. It takes a lot of energy to be a rock star. People say that. <laughs> I think you're uh, you're obviously very you're a lot of heart, and I think you're a lot more brain than you give yourself credit for. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't have to have a soul to do that. There's no. But soul is more... Uh, and if I went to the spirit world on ayahuasca, how come I saw my dog? And mm. I didn't see my brother. Do you want me to tell you why? Yeah. This is my theory. I don't... I base this on nothing. Um, because it was easier. Yeah. I think you love your dog very much. I, I know you love your dog. You've talked about him since he passed and how much it meant, that dog meant to you. Um, 
But um, <clears throat> there's a thing with uh, addicts in particular. Almost all addicts I know, um, myself included, are like, man, you know, if it was up to me, fuck humans. I like animals. I just relate to them better. I, I mean, my dog, me and my fish, me and my fucking... Addicts are all about being open about how they, they just, it's, you know why? Not because they actually are closer with, with animals, because it's easier. Because you don't have to do the same type of work. You don't have to expose yourself in the same way. A dog in particular will love you no matter what. You cannot bring home dog food for three fucking days. That dog will still roll up on your fucking lap and everything. Humans, you have, you're forced to, to get real love from another human. Um, you have to really expose yourself. And I think for you in that state in ayahuasca where you're already very vulnerable, um, it was just a little bit easier for you to deal with seeing, uh, it was 50? Yeah. Seeing 50 the dog as opposed to seeing your brother where that might've been a little too much for you. You might've broke, you might've actually broken if you were to encounter your brother. Maybe. Yeah. This doesn't sound like a crazy story. Now, maybe two or three times in of doing ayahuasca, You'll be a little, you know, you got, right. you got your uh, brain pubes right. built up and you can, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you can, uh, maybe th there'll be time to see your brother. You know, you get to, to that point. I'm supposed to do that again. Yeah. I really feel like doing it right now. Hearing you uh, read to me on the way here about your ayahuasca experience made me A, terrified of it and B, feel like I really need to. Yeah, you, you know? do. Because I've got, I feel like I have a lot of repressed shit and I'm like terrified to know. Yep. Yeah, you definitely need to do it. Mm. Do you want to hear me read about ayahuasca? I would love to. <laughs> All right. Well, sit back and relax. Eventually, this is just in the middle of it, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm too slow. Eventually, the ayahuasca moved on and started showing me a bunch of things having to do with my addiction. Uh, I was, I was, I saw still photos of drugs. I then saw videos of drugs. Then I saw videos of people using drugs. And then I just saw me using drugs. I saw myself drinking. I saw myself injecting things. I saw myself injecting Ali, wait, Ali overdosing. Man, it might be a misprint. Killing myself on purpose. It was still a fly. I was still a fly on the wall for, the, for all those things. It was like my brain would think of the worst shit I could come up with and then show me that. And then I would say, you think, uh, you think that, and then, uh, wait, and then it would say, you think that was bad, and then zoom in and show me doing something way worse. Sometimes the visions didn't even make sense. I watched myself shooting up when I was maybe seven years old, and I was like, come on, I didn't even really, that didn't even really happen. Why are you showing me that? And then Ayahuasca would say, oh, yeah, well, what about the same thing, but only now you're a baby? And I, and I would stall on these images and have to look at them for a really long time. And I was like, I got it, man. Can we fucking move on now? It was like I had to live with this uncomfortable stuff until I could feel, until I could really feel the hurt, until I could fully realize that uh, what I'd been doing to myself. Back in reality, I was in the living room uh, I was rolling around on the floor and every now and then I'd, oh man, I'd be somewhat uh, conscious of that. And I, I'd like, I was like, my body is trying to pull me away from what happened in my brain. And I would pick myself, pick myself up off the, off the, off my side and say, stop. And then I would roll over to my other side and the ayahuasca would show me more. Uh, at a certain at certain points, I think the 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 shaman knew that I had done enough time looking at whatever was happening at the moment, and he would come up close to me and spit some stuff on me. Uh, the first time he did it, I looked. Uh, it took me a second for the reality to sink in. I was seeing, <clears throat> I was seeing and experiencing so many things that were only happening in my mind. And it took a moment for me to piece together that, yes, this dude really did just spit on me. <laughs> but uh, I would only be back in reality for a second. Then the ayahuasca would take me to another place where I totally knew, uh, where I totally knew, oh shit, different scenes were waiting for me. 
I'm not going to read the rest. It's getting slow. I'm, I'm choking. You did good. Yeah. You did good. You're getting better reading. Mm -hmm. A little bit. That's the first time someone, a, a dude spit on you outside of a bathhouse. <laughs> yeah, nobody spat on me at the bathhouse either. Yeah. I'd be pissed at that. <laughs> but it was a lot. I remember it was a couple of times where it was a lot of spit. What was and, he and spitting it, on you? I don't know. Like, what? I think water stuff. Semen. But he was doing like the... <laughs> And uh, it would spray over me. Oh, yeah. But it, but yeah. I mean, so it, it was part of the ceremony. Yeah, oh. but it would like wet a wave. <laughs> it would like when it would hit me, I'd be like, "That fucking spit!" But it would make a wave of <coughs> more visuals come on. So it, I'd be like, "Oh!" And then I and I'm like, "Fuck!" Now I'm in this other place, and I can't really pay attention to the fact that he's spitting on me. That's kind of cool. Like it's like like a wizard's breath. Yeah. So he's like blowing different sensory things into your mind. Sometimes it felt like, because it was like kind of gross for a second. It was like, I got showered and then it like melted all over me. And I was like, what the fuck? Because I couldn't tell if I was feeling like things were melting all over me. Or did he really spit like a bucket of drool all over me? And is there shit melting all over my face? Oh, mm. man. But this sounds I amazing. <clears throat> I know, right? <laughs> Why would I do that again? But I would. Every... um. Person I personally know that's done ayahuasca has said the same thing. Really, really difficult. Really, really worth it. Yeah. And I think just knowing the the outcome, like right after it, the feeling that I had, and, and I can still remember it, mm -hmm. makes like existing uh, delightful. Yeah, you were a peaceful man after that. Yeah, so it wouldn't be a bad idea to do it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, but you got you got to really pick and choose when you know it's got to be the right time. Yeah, because you have to do all this cleansing shit beforehand, and uh, you know, also people doing it with people. Uh, certain people, I don't want to, I don't want to do it in the same room as certain people. Mm, I could see that. I, mean, I was that way with psychedelics, right? Where I would be like, someone would have some kick-ass acid, and I would be totally in. I'm like, I don't really want to hang out with you. Right, because once though. this kicks in, we're not getting out of here. Yeah, with yeah. we're not. We're stuck I can't with get away from energy. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a, a drug dealer uh, that he wasn't a bad guy, but he was not enjoyable to be around. He was a he was a white dreadlock guy. Ugh. So he's that guy. Always listen to reggae and always tried to sell me on it being the supreme type of music, and um, he was giving me, he he got me blow and it, uh, I bought a bunch of blow and a bunch of weed and I'm sitting in his living room and I had to deal with not being that guy that was like immediately as he handed me the drugs, I'd take off. I, I'd pretend like, all right, well, yeah. we're kind of down. So I pack a bowl, you know, and we're sitting there. He's like, dude, about to head up to Eaton Canyon and uh, eat some mushrooms. Um, just go check out the waterfall and hang out. And it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. I didn't have work or anything that day. And I was like, that does sound awesome. Yeah. I was like, but it's just going to be me and him. Oh. That's such a bad idea. And I was like, no. Because he's going to talk about Ica Mouse for an hour yeah. or something. You know? <laughs> and so I, I turned him down. But I, like, that was one of the very few times in my life where I could think of like turning down free drugs ever. Where I was like, nah, you know what? I, I made up a lie. I was like, I got to meet Yeah, I because you've done mushrooms before. You know if you do mushrooms with the wrong person, they can ruin the whole thing. And now you're in the worst Thing for such a long time can't get out you yeah. can't leave him you're in the fucking woods i know you gotta go in the car with him back <laughs> and i would definitely get lost i'm you know i'm not survivor man i would be fucking totally lost yeah i can't think of anything worse than tripping on mushrooms and going somewhere in my head and dreadlock guy pulling me out of it every 10 seconds because he's talking about some shit that's not interesting i told you i think i told you about this i went to an angels game one time with this he was he also was not a not a bad human being. He was just wayward, and he was he was he he, he had a tough life. But his name was Steve. But everyone called him Hammer. Mm. Everyone knew this guy's Hammer. He was jacked, and he covered in tattoos, and he was a mean looking fucker. Um, and he we we were on acid, and went to the Angels game, and he drove, which was shocking because we never knew him to have like an automobile. Mm. And was driving like a maniac. And I was really scared in the backseat of this car. The Honda Cordal. Never forget it. 
And like 45 minutes into the drive, I found out the car was stolen. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm on acid. And he's going like 90 in traffic. Mm. Oh. And I just, my, I just spiraled. And I, I was like crying. I remember I, like, wow. they had to like talk me. We finally got to Angel Stadium and they were like, it's going to be okay, man. It's going to be okay. And I was like, no, nah, man. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing or what is my life coming to. <laughs> yeah, going to jail on acid. I went to jail in Australia on acid, but they didn't make me stay the night. And I just like had to, I got questioned a little bit. And then they, and then they let me go. And I got picked up by the people, the other people that were on acid in my car. <laughs> So it doesn't count as. How did? Why were you arrested <laughs> in this scenario? I took, uh, me and my friends took acid, and it was probably like four people in my car, and I think four people in the other car, and I don't know where we were going, but uh, you know we started racing each other, and we had <laughs> shit cars. Like I had a Valiant. I don't know. You guys don't make. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. It's a piece of shit. It's old, big metal car, old car, like a you know seventies style car, and. Uh, we're at a we're at an intersection and there's like a traffic island where because it's like a big main road and we come off the side street so you got to turn you turn left and around the traffic island so he's in front of me and I'm behind him <clears throat> and the and I don't know this but there's a cop car behind me <laughs> I'm on acid I don't fucking know anything and I'm watching him and uh, uh, his buddy gets out this sits on the side of the window with his full body out. <laughs> And he's like, fuck you. And I'm like, fuck you. And then James pulled like, boom, just starts peeling out through the red light. And I fucking throw it in first fucking pillar over the traffic island <laughs> to, to cut him off, to beat him. Because I'm like, fuck it. You think you're crazy. Yeah. I got you crazy right here. And we both are coming towards each other. And, and I see his brother out like, fucking go, Alice. You know what I mean? And we're fucking coming in to drag each other. And then out of nowhere. <laughs> police lights and a police car comes in between both. And I'm like, where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> I didn't know that he was right, right behind, behind me. You. And then we both get in line and he pulled, James pulls into the gas station and I pull in behind him. <laughs> Fucking park. He parks next to a pump and I park next to a pump. And James just gets out and starts pumping gas. Cause in Australia, you don't have to go to the register. You just, you can just start pumping. And I'm like, oh fuck! I guess I'll start pumping. And I just maybe they maybe they weren't pulling us over. I'm tripping balls, dude. <laughs> and then the cop comes over and he's like, "What? What? You know what was that?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh that. Oh, you know, just following my friend to the gas station." And he's like, "Oh yeah, been drinking, have you?" And I'm like, "Nah, nah, no, nah, I haven't." And uh, he goes, "Fucking, you know, turn the fucking car off or whatever. You know, get out of here and get your fucking friends out of the car or some shit." And and then he pulls the breathalyzer out and asks me to, uh, I fucking, is it me first? I think it's me. And I, I breathed in it. And then he go, and then he, James is pumping gas. And I, and I'm thinking he's, he's okay. They're not going to fuck with him. And James is like, I can tell he's like, I'm, I'm half pumped, half full. I'm going to fucking put this back in the thing and pay and drive off. And then the cop goes, excuse me, mate. And James is like, James is like, me? Like, <laughs> fucking yeah, dude, you. And then he goes, come over here. And James comes over and he's like, blowing this. And James is like, oh, yeah, all right. And then he, he grabs it and he goes, he fucking pulls a light out of his pocket and he goes, chuk, chuk, where's the shoddy? Like, you know, where's the, because you spoke in, a, in Australia, the bong, you know, yeah. the, the shot, you call it the shoddy, the, okay. the hole where you take your finger off the hole. And, you know, you're supposed to, if you don't know someone's bong, you ask where the shoddy is. Yeah. But he goes, where's the shoddy? And looked at me, looked up at me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Jace. You know what I mean? And I was like, Whoa, that's so funny. And the cop's like, right, both of you, the fucking Dibby van. I'm like, what? I didn't even. So they just arrested us for being stupid. But we didn't breathe. I wasn't over or anything. Wait a second. This is the second story you've told me about them throwing you in the Dibby van, which is their yeah, paddy wagon. Yeah. Do they just cruise around with that van? It like it's not like yeah. American cops. No, nah, cop car. A lot of cop cars in Australia. I don't know if it's the same anymore, but it was a panel van, and the back is a Dibby van. So, so cops they, are cops are like dog catchers in, in yeah. Australia. Yeah, they're just going around collecting people. Yeah, but Aww. you get loud. You get a let. You get let out. 
That's the difference. <laughs> in Australia, when you go to jail, they let you out that night. They don't fucking put you in an orange jumpsuit, put you in fucking prison like they did when I got a DUI in America. Right. Fucking three days later, they let me out. It's crazy, right? Fucking, <laughs> fuck, I cried that time. Aww. When I got out, I cried because I couldn't cry in there because I thought somebody might butt fuck me before I wanted any of that shit to happen. Right. Where I fucking passed out and some dude was kicking the wall next to my head. Some other dude taking a shit next uh, to me. And that's I'm like, the bad one. Man, this is crazy. That's the bad Terrible. one. Yeah. You wake up with a dude taking a shit next to you. Yeah, but the ones in Australia, you know, he questioned me. He's like, what are you on? I'm like, I'm not on anything. And uh, that was when I, in the questioning room, sh there was shit moving on the walls. Like I was fucking tripping. But it was a fun trip. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, like uh, the walls were super amusing to me. So I wasn't like, I can't wait to get out of here and party. You know, the, the cop is really nice. Every yeah. time I've been arrested in Australia, when I stole that girl's bike, they were just making fun of me. As well they should. They, oh, no, this, I told you you've never heard this Jason story? I don't think I told so. You. It's my favorite. I forced him to tell it on Loveline, I think, twice. Because <laughs> it's the best. Please. This girl that I was really in love with, so hot, and she was like, come to this party in Mornington, and it was like this, the Frankston train where you know Dingo is. And... Uh, we caught the train all the way to Mornington to go to this party. And then all of a sudden she's like not talking to us. This is, we didn't have phones calling her from a payphone, and she's not picking up anymore. So we're stuck there and the train stopped running. And my friend Chris had to get a plane to Queensland to see his mum the next day. Queensland's like, you know, flying from here to San Francisco kind of thing. So uh, he's like, we got to get back. And I'm like, fuck. It's miles, you know? I'm like, fuck, all right. So we start walking, and sure enough, it starts raining. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you know, I don't know how old we are, but I don't have any money for, you know, we're not getting a taxi back. And there's no anything. Ubers back then. There's no fucking, we didn't have a fucking, cre I don't know, credit card. I didn't fucking have anything. Yeah. And uh, Chris is like, fucking, there's bikes in this in this house. And I'm like, come on, Chris. Like, I, I just, not, I'm not a criminal. I don't want to. And I'm like, fucking idiot. And then he comes out with this pink bike, chick's bike, with the little backpack thing on the on the back. And he's like, come on, get on. I'm like, dude. He's like, i got to get home. I'm like, fuck, all right. So I get on the back and I'm facing the opposite way, holding the back of it where my ass is. And he's cranking down this main oh road. God. It's like the PCH the of, of Australia. And so I'm facing the opposite way. So I just see the cop car cruising up behind us. I'm like, fuck, man. Uh, and then he pulls up alongside us. He's like, how's it going, boys? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And he's like, uh, nice night for it, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he's like, so where'd you get the bike? And I just go, we stole it. <laughs> and Chris goes, it's me sister's at the same time. Right. And he goes, well, one of you's fucking lying. Which one? I'm like, I stole it. So can I go in the Dibby van? And he's like, yeah, in you go. And then I was in the Dibby van listening to Chris argue about how it's his sister's bike until they were like, come on, mate, put 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 the bike down and get in the Dibby van. You know what I mean? You're under arrest or whatever. And then they drove us because that, that day, they on the way to the train station in the afternoon, a Dibby van pulled us over for looking like suspicious kids. We told them we were going to a fucking party in Mornington and they drove us to the fucking train station in the Dibby van. Oh. Like they hooked us up and gave us a lift to the train station. See that, and then that night, like fucking eight hours later, we get a ride to the Dibby van to jail. That sounds <laughs> a lot like um, small town cops in America where it's like very different. Yeah. My friends from Georgia and they're from, they're not from Atlanta. They're from the backwoods of Georgia. They tell me all these stories about how like they would, one of their dads crashed a car drunk. Yeah. And the cops just drove him home. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Because I'm trying to apply like LAPD to I, that. I know we have to take a break in a minute, but my father got a new a Commodore Brocky special like V8 thing, super fucking toughed up, a Ute version of it. Yeah. And him and his friend Bogans from back in the day took on a on, did a police chase on purpose and slowed down several times because they lost them, and then took <laughs> off again, like laughing their fucking asses off in this car because my dad could really drive. Yeah. And if you weren't able to like pitch a car sideways down a street 
He's going to get away from you. And this car was fucking hot as shit. It was like 500 horsepower, racing shocks, all this crazy shit. So it really handled well. And uh, I guess he drives Sandringham to the city. So it's like, it's a fucking 45-minute chase that he is laughing and stopping. Drunk, mind you. Drunk, for sure drunk. Then uh, they start to barricade streets off where there's more cops. And he's like, oh, fuck. We got to ditch the car. So... Just out of the city, he parks it in somebody's driveway, throws the keys in the bushes, and just walks off to a strip club. His mate leaves him, and then Amazing. my dad comes back a couple of hours later, like walking up past the house, cops everywhere around the car and shit, and dad walks by, and the cop's like, how's it going, mate? You know, my dad's like, good, what's going on? He's like, uh, oh, just checking out this guy's car. It wouldn't be yours by chance, would it? And he's like, mine? Nah. Not mine at all. He's like, well, if it was, you'd probably go to the station and get the keys later on, wouldn't you? He's like, yeah, right, sounds good. And then I guess like the next day he went to the station and got the keys. How did he go to jail? How? I don't even He's like, fucking got the car back. <laughs> fucking flat spotted all four tires. I'm like, what? what do you mean? He's like, oh, at one point I fucking did a huge fucking skid in front of him. Fucking showing off in front of fucking Mick or whatever. Flat spotted all four fucking tires, cost me like fucking two grand. I'm like, fuck, dude. Then I go back to America, like I just remember that story going, wow, you're really living out here, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. But anyway, we're wait, wait, before, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Before we take a break, okay. you're, now you're in jail. You're in, you've been taken in the Dibby van with oh, your friend. Yes. To jail. Yes. You have stolen a pink girl's bike. Yeah, no questioning for this one, just okay. in a cell. Okay. With the, with the bars, a small cell with the bars, and there's a bunch of dudes laughing. And, uh, you know, I'm minding my own business, man. And it's like a lot more people laughing. And then one cop comes down because they're all down the other end sitting down somewhere, like in the lunch break area or some shit. And he comes down. He's like, so are you the guy that stole the bike? And I'm like, yeah. So you like pink bikes, do you? And then I just hear all the cops laughing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, then they let us go. Well, we'll be back. Uh... Hey everybody, Jason Ellis here, reminding you that we have sponsors, and are you groaning right now? Are you <laughs> sad about it? We're hungry. But uh, in case you didn't know, we're sponsored by, by Outlaw Energy, and Outlaw Energy is a new energy drink that is actually kind of good for you. It's, it's got yerba made in it, <laughs> so you know it's good. It's yerba mate for those of you who aren't from Australia, but Jason's right. Katie, what does it have in it? It's all natural caffeine blend of coffee fruit, yerba mate, ginseng, and guarana. I might be slaughtering that, but that, that's as well as I can pronounce it. They also use pure cane sugar in their sugary drinks, but they have sugar-free too, which I personally really enjoy. And they add electrolytes in it to keep you hydrated. One can is 200 milligrams of caffeine, which is like two cups of coffee. And... I really appreciate that, as Katie pointed out, the sugar-free is not like a lot of other energy drinks that are sugar-free, but they also have like 10, maybe 20 calories of some other weird artificial sweetener in it. This is legitimate, zero-calorie, sugar-free, ready for you to drink if you're not into the sugar, which is quite moderate, by the way, in the regular outlaw energy drink. It's only like 45 calories per serving, plus electrolytes, on a hot day, on a uh, uh, before a big grueling workout, before, before you got a, a long, show. before you got a long day at work, it gives you everything you need: the caffeine for the nice jolt, the nice pick me up, the electrolytes to keep you hydrated, and they all taste great. Am I am I shitting you? Super and, tasty. And they are the number one sponsor of Alice Mania 19, and the reason that it's going to be so awesome is because they're helping us try to make Alice Fam have the best time possible. So I am very appreciative of them existing in my life. It's a great company. We're really, 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 really happy that they sponsor not only Ellis Mania, but the High and Dry Podcast. Yeah. Um, they, they make our life great and they should be making your life great as well because look, it's a saturated market. We know. We're not, we're not blind to this. There's a lot of energy drinks out there. I'm a big fan and I really sincerely believe that if you choose Outlaw Energy, you are going to make the right choice. It is the best product on the market if in my wanna, If you want to know where to go, I just realized, it might not, if you don't have it in the store, just go to their website and then you can order it from them. It'd be way cheaper and they'll send it straight to your house. You got a code? Uh, yeah, the code is Alice, mate. 
Alice Made is the code, I think. And uh, oh. the website, it's the only place that you'll be able to buy Alice Media 19 tickets. So you might want to check that website out anyway. There you go. There it is. Outlaw Energy. And we're back. And we're back. We're back. It's great to be back. Thanks, everybody, that downloads it. Don't forget to tell your friends to download it so we become huge. And then I uh, could get a helicopter and drop money at your house. <laughs> um, the book is now available. Yeah. Right? JasonEllisBook.com. Still, Still awesome. awesome. The Trials and Tribulations of an Egotistical Maniac. I almost forgot what my book's called. <laughs> I um, saw that. <laughs> here's me. I would have to imagine, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but in one regard, you're probably more excited about this book than your others. In another way, you're probably indifferent because it's your third and your first one probably was really exciting. Your second one was at a, a different level in your career. So you were really excited, like, I'm going to get out there and do it. This one, it's like old news. I've written, but the topic nature is so different. Are you also kind of like reinvigorated with excitement? Um, well, it's different reasons. The first one was accidental and I was just on a mission to kick ass. Yeah. And the book sold really well. I think I would have not enjoyed that if it didn't do so well. So that was, I'm like, wait, New York Times bestseller, you can barely read. Gotta be pumped right now, dude. Like you're on fire. So that felt awesome. I feel like the show helped more than the book didn't help anybody. No one said, man, that book was, was crazy, cool book. But no, you know, it's not help. It didn't help anyone. If anything, kind of caused a few riffs here and there. <laughs> the second one was a joke. Tully and I both knew it. They offered us money to make a joke book. I'm like, sure. It was nothing. Uh, meeting people, that's cool. That's the cool part about that. If I did a book tour and I signed autographs and I met the people, so that was the good part of that book. But this one, I'm indifferent about, uh, I, I want to be successful. There's a part of me, but it's uh, it's tamed. You know, like if, if it's like fucking million dollar deal, you know, channel, I'd be like, yeah, yep, I'm ready to do that. I'm not going to be like, you know what? I knew it. I fucking knew it. You're all like, fuck everybody. Like, it's not that guy is not there anymore. That'd be cool. But this book is not for that. I never thought that it would make a bunch of money. It's a book about a dude coming out being openly bi. Everyone's not going to want to buy that book. I just felt like more from this podcast that when we talk about this stuff, there's a few people out there that really needed a voice. And I am not that. I know you, I don't think I'm stupid, but I'm not highly educated. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy situation that I can be in that I could actually help somebody that really needs help. Right. I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm not true. I can't, don't call me. Mm -hmm. Probably not a good idea. Like if you ask me for help, I'd say get a therapist. Don't ask. You know, that's as best as my advice I, I have. Well, yes and no. I think, I think that you have to use, they have to be attacked from both sides. Yeah. I, I always use this analogy. If you wanted to become a much better um, boxer, yeah. Okay. Uh, to to give it to something like you understand, it would be really, 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 really important that you talked to a very skilled coach, and you got his or her tutelage. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean that he or she is a good fighter themselves. Right. Maybe it. Maybe they didn't even fight competitively. Right. But you'd want someone who knows how to coach people and knows how from the outside to mold someone into becoming a better boxer. Right. It would also be really, really, really important to talk with and train with people who've been through it before. Okay. Well, then, yeah, and, I have I And have I that. think, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dr. Drew, when we used to do Loveline, it was really important that people get his advice because he has a lot of clinical knowledge yeah. on addiction. It's also really important that people hear it out of my mouth, too, because Dr. Drew's never battled addiction. Right, I get it. You know, and, and, I, and I think that it's... it's it, the human experience is really complex and very fucking intricate. And 
you got to touch a lot of bases if you really want to go after it and you really want to enjoy yourself mm -hmm. in this experience that we call life. It's not just one of those things where it's like, well, I, I talked to a therapist once a week and I'm fine. No, you also got to put yourself out there and talk to some other people who've been down that road. And you also got to take some risks and make yourself vulnerable. And I think that that's where this is your book and this show and you just in general is, um, is, is a really valuable tool. Yeah. That's why I think you are the perfect person to be championing for the, for the bi man, for the, you know, the straight presenting bi man, because there is, I think that there are a lot more out there, but there's nobody, there's nobody that's really stepped up and said like, Hey, we exist. Uh, we're here. This is how it is. It's fine. I'm fine with it. Here's my life. Like you're the kind of person that is really honest and open about everything in your life. So of course you would be honest and open about this. And it's, it's brave of you to step up and say, you know, here I am. This is who I am. It's okay to be this way. And for people to see that, you know, you don't have to be the, the pro. You don't have to know everything about sexuality or everything about the LGBTQ com community necessarily. Like, you just have to be honest. And that's, I think that's going to embolden other people to, to sort of, like, live their life truly. Ever since that article, those two articles came out yesterday, there's a whole bunch of people that hit me up that don't listen to the show. Yeah. They don't know anything about skateboarding. They, don't, they think I'm a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not any of that. But. Well, I, I told you, I have uh, two gay friends. One in particular is really into gay issues. Um, he's very active in, in kind of the, the, the civil rights aspect of being a gay man. And he frequents all the blogs and he reads all the gay yeah. media. And uh, I told him about you and, and was kind of excited about the idea. I was like, what do you think about Jason? He's like, who's Jason Ellis? Yeah. So I think this is a really good thing to, to kind of get on that radar for the people who are outside of like the Ellis fam. Yeah, I get to <coughs> I get to make a little bit of a difference. I help people in a positive way. And yeah. that's crazy. Another get, good thing there. I was thinking about this on the way here. Another good thing about this book, um, and I think in the long run, this podcast, but not right now. It's it's still you're still <laughs> you're still holding on to it with your old kind of grip, is that this is the first thing I know of, correct me if I'm wrong, the first thing you've ever done in your career where you didn't do it to dominate. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Your radio show, and I know this, I know this because you're, you and I are close and we talk on the air and off the air. And I am someone who's in your line of work. So you trust me with certain ideas about radio. And you are very, 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 very driven. And you get really upset when you're not the biggest and baddest and you're not as successful as this guy. And you're not, uh, the ratings are, the listenership isn't as high as this. And, uh, the downloads aren't fucking, they're not where I want them to be. And I get, you know, and, and this book, I don't think you ever went after this project at all thinking, I got to sell this many books. Yeah, I don't. You're like, I would like to sell a lot of books for Tully more than me. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. If I made a lot of money from it, fuck yeah, no, that'd great. be awesome. It's great. But if we made a lot of money out of it and I know Tully got a lot of money from mm -hmm. it, that would make me feel better than the check that I get. Yeah. Because... I already make good money. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. a little bit more would make things easier. Sure. Money's I, awesome. Yeah, but I, I, I just want to. Uh, but the intent yeah. with this, is it's different than anything you've ever it's done. It's an easier thing, man. The whole success thing is like, you never know. Somebody just might not like it. And it doesn't matter if you're good or you're not. But if you're just doing it for mm -hmm. a noble cause, then I just like, every time I get a DM, man, that's why I still, I, I, I like my social media a lot right now. Because it's all these people where I'm like, I didn't, I didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And now there's now you're now that person's thinking about. I got people reaching out to me that are gay and bi that are in MMA that they didn't know that I existed, and they're like, "Man, I didn't know." It's so so cool that you're talking about it. Exactly. I feel like I could talk about it. I'm like, "Fuck, that's man, why that's it's so important." Yeah, so it's pretty cool. But I am a little bit. It's a little bit. Uh, I get like I read the book on the way here. Maybe it was because I was she was driving crazy, but I oh I, my god, I don't I get drive sick of it. Crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Tell me how I drive crazy. Oh, <laughs> you're a woman. <coughs> she yell, she I'm sorry. yells at people. She'll like I yell in my car. She cut her off. She fucking gives you. Oh uh, well, okay. Evil so eyes. I'd be I'd be scared shitless if I got cut off by someone who looked like Katie and I pulled up next to her and she's like, "Fuck you!" I'd be like, "I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry." Oh my god. Okay, I. Legitimately have PTSD from that car wreck I was in when I sure. was a kid. Sure, okay. I almost died. And 
So, especially... And PMS. And I'm PMSing. That happens. So, I'm, like, super emotional right Speak now. Speak to me, sister. But, so, if I'm when I'm on the freeway, like, I'm super focused. Because I'm like, oh, my God, I could die. You know? Like, sweaty hands and everything. And this person just went across the front of my car out yeah. of nowhere. Of course, I'm going to go, fucking bitch. I yell, I yell inside of my car. Because it like releases some of the stress inside of me, and I'm yeah. usually in and my car by it. myself. So sure. Jason's just goes like, right oh my god, me. it goes I'm right into take, me. Here, I'm gonna take it personally. Like, it's not about you, okay? It's not about. I'm you, just Jason. trying to survive. I love how I, <laughs> you hatch on the freeway, and I'm an egotistical maniac. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, not yeah. on that one. <laughs> A lot of times, yes, but not that one. <gasps> I've got a stunt guy that's in fire, in that works in fire. Ooh. I'm going through fire. I'm going through fire. Nice. Yeah. What so, are you gonna wear? Fireproof shit. I mean, like, do you have a helmet on? Is your face covered? Yeah, you have battery. to. Battery. Yeah. Cover the money maker. Are you running through it on your feet? No, I was thinking about getting uh, swung through it on a wrecking ball. Not bad. Because if you had a bunch of walls on fire next to each other and then you swang the wrecking ball and it went because every fire that boom 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 you know maybe like a fucking caterpillar of fire explosions. That's cool. What if slow-mo video? Yeah. What if you went through it on a pink girl's bike? What kind of pink girl's bike goes fast enough to go through a lot of walls? Because I needed to go fucking fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if you rollerbladed through it? <gasps> what if you fucking rollerbladed through it? Oh, why are you going? Oh, I'm not that's, doing that's a great that. idea. I'm not doing it. Roller, Roller skated. All right, I'll do that. That's different. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be things. really funny. So roller skate, but I have to get go down a ramp. Roller skates down a ramp, uh -huh. hitting the fire. The first wall is going to slow me down dramatically. True. I'm thinking maybe if there was like one of those slingshot harnesses <laughs> and you get way back and the rubber band is right at the first wall. Okay. So you go, yeah, boom, 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 boom. And then even if I skid through on my face, I still make it through all the walls of fire. You looking at me like I'm crazy? It's what it takes to be a fucking champion, all right? <laughs> Take note. Anybody out there that wants to be the shit you fucking, you throw yourself through walls of fire on roller skates and you fucking think about the consequences when your face is on fire and you're skidding on the ground at fucking Victory Lane. That's what you fucking do. You know how you can buy like knight's armor, essentially? Yeah. At yeah. those nerd That's not shops? fireproof. No, but you should get just like uh, the, <gasps> the fist of it and just have the fist out like you're jousting your way through with a punch. You know what I'm saying? I would like to go through it on a steel horse. Yeah. <gasps> That's cool. You need to have a cock battering ram. Ooh. Wait, shaped like a penis? Mm hmm From your dick. Yep. Some type of club or battering ram from your dick, and you go through the walls of fire like this. Ah! I agree. What's the guy that makes the metal can, stuff? The fan? Can you play that? Can you can that go? Will that be? <laughs> it's, it's not G-rated. It, but it's not, it's not, new. there's zero nudity or- Like or, on YouTube, will that be blurred don't out? Even, don't even shape it like a cock though. So it's completely used. It's a cock battering ram that doesn't look like a cock? <laughs> right. So, so you can use it on YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff. Well, then it's not, it's not a cock battering ram. It, 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 as long as it comes from your cock it's and it's phallic, Mm -hmm. I think well, it's then a, how's that not a cock battering ram? That you could make the head of it like an animal or something, you know? Put Look, like, uh, Siegfried like a, and Roy is G-rated, but they have giant fucking cod pieces. They don't have giant cod pieces, like a cock sticking out like a battering ram. They have like a bigger bulge. They don't have two feet of iron rod coming out of their crotch region. And if I hit the, it's still, the, it's going to hit the wall. Oh, and then it's the gonna hit, yeah. It's still going to hit my face. If I'm in a cock vessel and you just shoot the cock through the walls. Mm -hmm. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> so then I just get in, like I get I get in the cock rod. And then I'm like, fucking cock rod is go. You know what I mean? Boom. Fucking boom, 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 boom. And I just shoot through mad walls and paint all the walls like pussies and asses because Jace likes both. He'll cram them all.
Oh, and that's a great You could just be dressed as a goat. That would also be funny. Hey, I was thinking, um, my daughter and I got went down the rabbit hole of like science projects <laughs> on on YouTube. Yes. And they were doing the Mentos in soda. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the, and those fucking things shoot up. Yeah, I know. I was thinking we could make a video where we douche our butts with Mentos soda. Really? You don't think you might explode? Dude, or you're something? crazy. Why? Put a Mentos and soda up your butt? No, no, no. Just just squat over it. Like a bidet, oh. and then someone like Katie could oh. put Katie could put the Mentos in, it, and then it goes up our. Right. Like, I mean, I will watch you do that. Okay, I would love to watch that. I mean, I mean, if I mean you do that's that, a good idea, yeah, though. Yeah, right? that's you a can great do that idea. the same day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that could be like the finishing line as Jason's coming out. Like Mike is getting douched with soda. Like you're off. What about if you're behind the last you're wall? The, yeah, he's the fireworks. Getting douched. <laughs> and I just blast through and take you out as you're getting douched. And we have crazy <laughs> slow-mo cam. High and dry. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are crazy. Check them out. I love it. I love right? this idea a lot. I mean, we need to perfect the... Th- I don't think it's a good idea that you're getting douched and a wall of fire hits no, no, you. No, 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 no. I think, uh, Maybe they, the I think they're two separate. I agree. It's too much. The douche yeah. could put you out if you're on fire. Yeah, but I know I want to be on fire. I'm going through fire. That's yeah. the whole point. Okay. I'm fucking smashing through firewalls. If your body is on fire at the end of it all, is there something cool that you're going to do before they put you out? You know? Like a somersault or like something. Like get on a skateboard and do a trick while you're no. on fire. At the end of the firewall, there's a pool full of really hot, Top maybe topless or bikini chicks and mm-hmm. and, and and dudes like like uh, thanks like Mark thong, thong dudes <laughs> thong and you and you and through the walls at the end you dive into this yeah the only problem is what if I hit some of them with my fire and they just have like underwear on that's a good point well, you don't want to burn hot to the people side a little bit you'll have to like get in it I mean having a giant pool of hot people at the event. Mm-hmm. For afterwards, or or there's some type of like group of cheerleaders, men and women with hoses ready to like re- at waiting at the end, and that's like a celebration. Like, yeah, here come like, like Evil Knievel used to have like did he? he used to have uh, some of his stunts. There'd be like '70s hot chicks at the end, and they're like oh, and before as well. Yeah, they're like setting up the parade. Like is like a like drift racers have those el- umbrella girls. You know? So then I have to do a little bit of a show pony thing before <laughs> the actual stunt. How could like you not? evil does wheelies and shit yeah. before he goes hard. Yeah, but I'm not. A, what am I on? A pink pink bike or a roller skates? Which one is it? Or I'm on. A, I'm in a cock vessel. I mean, I think roller skates is safer somehow. I just don't see how I can go. I mean, I have roller skated. You've seen me on. I posted a video. I roller skated back in Vancouver. I once tried to jump from a quarter pipe into a half pipe when I was really really drunk. And how'd that work out? It was really badly. Really badly. Like I kind of got a concussion from hitting my ass so hard, mm-hmm. like chicken neck my brain into my oh. own head. Yeah, it looked bad. Yeah, but uh, I was drunk. Yeah, you won't be drunk for this. No, I'll no, be tip not. top shape. Mm-hmm. I just think it's more like three walls. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm gonna fall, and that sort of takes. A, you got to make it, right? Yeah, you got to go all the way through. Like boom, 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 and then I roller skate through on fire. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't want to roller skate. Pink bike is cool. What about skateboard? It's going to hit the... It, you're going to r- knock shit over and then the wheels are going to catch on the... So is a roller no, skate. But an yeah. arc, uh, like an arch instead of a... If you had the walls that didn't go to the ground, yeah. Mm-hmm. then yeah. Like yeah. football players run through at the beginning of a... Right. Yeah. Okay. Have then Just the framework around it, but not like on the ground. Well, then that the, in that case, then you could just build a giant quarter pipe and I could drop in... Mm-hmm. And go through the walls. Yeah. I mean, that makes the most sense. It's more <clears throat> arm you. brand. Yeah. You could still have the night gauntlet thing on, though. I don't want to shit on skateboarding, but it's just not as, it's not as cool as. A pink bike? Bikes just go through shit better. They yeah. can go through more. Well, and here's my personal take on someone who. If you build a big roll-in and I went down a roll-in on a pink bike or I got towed by a dirt bike. And the dirt bike pulled off to the side. Yeah. And I just went through the walls. That's cool. 
what if you and you could have, you could have i mean it's not like it's crazy to think that you could have like a real moto celebrity towing you yeah right you know like that adds a little panache to the you know how you want to do that stunt where you jump off of the side by side could yeah. we somehow marry these two stunts to where you jump off of the side by side and go through the walls I mean, you could do a jump where a side-by-side -side goes through a wall of fire and I'm on the side-by-side -side through the wall of fire and then I jump off after the wall of fire and land next to the car on the skateboard. But that's, that sounds tough. Mm -hmm. hmm. It all sounds entertaining, though. I know, so. but the pink bike said, for me… Yeah. And I'm like, man, I got to go through the wall of fire, hanging off the side by side with a skateboard in my hand. So I hope that doesn't knock me off. And then <laughs> after I go through the fire, hopefully there's no like piece of wall that's in my face so that I can see where I'm supposed to jump off the car. I better get off the car pretty quick because you can't, when the car starts to go down, I need to be away from it because otherwise it's going to get too much momentum for me to hit the ground. I need to, as the car starts to descend, I lift off. This is how you do it. This is how I know how you do it. <laughs> And that's the only way it works. So to see the landing, you got to see the landing. <clears throat> and I'm rusty, to say the least. So pushing skateboard skills, I'd rather the event was like, he's just going to plow through walls of fire on a bike. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Because I'll make it. Off a ramp though, right? For the momentum. Big ass rolling or get towed. Okay. Towed by a dirt bike. Which is pretty funny. Dirt bike guy like Twitch towing me and I'm on a pink girl's bike. Yeah. Little ties in pink girls bike. I remember that time. Yeah, at one point I was getting arrested for a pink pink girls bike, and now look at me. I'm going through walls of fire. I have to a glory. I have a pink girls bike. <laughs> Is it really little though? <laughs> no, it's it's a uh, it's my wife's. Oh, so you perfect. Could, you it, I ride it often because um <laughs> it's the only bike that we have at our house that has a car seat for our daughter. Oh, so keep when the I, car seat on, when I, you could go in the back. Oh, yay. That's um, dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, you, you wouldn't. Your PTSD would kick in pretty hard. And it's on that a one. and it's a front loaded car seat. Oh, she's oh. on the front. Yeah, it's, that's mm. not fair. <laughs> you could be on the front. I could. I don't know if I'd fit, but I could. We could Jimmy rig up a new one that I could fit in. Like weld a proper one on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be hilarious. You shouldn't be on the front with with the cockpit. And and you'd be have a even if we're towed. That's now like 400 pounds. That'd be really hard to get going with enough speed. Yeah, but we're going through that wall once we get that speed. That's true. How many walls does it have to be to break the record? Well, if you're talking about a guy on the front of the bike, none. <clears throat> no one's ever done it. Uh-huh. But if it's, it's a, uh, I think a motorcycle did it. So no one's done it on a bicycle. So yeah. every wall would be a record. Sweet. But you'd have to do at least four or five to get that. You know? Pretty sweet. And then maybe some pyrotechnics at the end of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you go, pew, 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 Yeah, definitely. It'll sound better than that. How about just like a bunch of Mexican dudes shooting guns at the end? <laughs> <clears throat> there you go. Like, you know, but when I say Mexicans, I mean like Mexicans from Mexico, like cowboy hats, toothpick, belt buckles. It's illegal. Like, All right. That is true. <laughs> Very illegal. What if it just had blanks though? <laughs> I mean, that's comedy. Yeah, that's hilarious. Well, that's what we're going for. We're not yeah. trying to actually kill anybody. A mariachi right? band in like five, yeah. five paisas. It's like, great, Jason. All right. <laughs> what about if I dress like a mariachi guy and I go through? Mm -hmm. They ride horses. True. Been known to. What about <clears throat> a steel horse, like a horse replica that looks like a horse, but it just slingshots through walls? And, and you sit on it. On, 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 on wheels? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, you'd look awesome. Yeah. You'd look like Odin or something, you know, like <laughs> some Viking god riding a horse through fire. Pretty cool. But pink bike is funnier, though, isn't it? It's way funnier to me. And I know people. You've got a pink bike. I know this guy with the walls of fire. Yeah, we're halfway there. I know a person that can build a ramp, but if I don't need a ramp if I've got a, roll, if I've got a tow. I know Scummy would tow me. Sure. Be like old times. Twitch would. Scummy would. I don't think Twitch would. You don't think? Uh, maybe. He did, he's not into nonsense as much, right? Yeah, like, he thinks because he's pretty stupid. <laughs> he is into nonsense. Yeah. He might, it just would be like, what day? He's busy. Yeah. yeah. But I think he would do it. So I think we should do it. Okay.
And I think you should do the Mento thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's so funny. Like I'll yeah. hold sparklers next to you. Because it shoots. I mean, it really, like, a lot of force. I think you should check to make sure. I mean, it won't go up your hole, right? Oh, I it think. W- it would be, like, a really powerful bidet. I think it would be fine. It would it would not be pleasant, but I, I'll be fine. We'll have some enemas on hand. Just you got to watch out for your balls. They're not that big. <laughs> it's going to hit the undercarriage hard, dude. Yeah. Man, he talks like, as a guy that said ridiculous shit and then had to go through with it. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, I back this, I, but I feel like if I was with you on the Mentos challenge, I would, I know that I'd be like, this is going to fucking suck. <laughs> right before it happened, I would have that feeling that I get when I do stupid shit. Yeah. This is going to be terrible for me. Well, I feel it, that often with stuff I do. Okay. <clears throat> could just put you in a jock, like a cute little, you know. Yeah. And you think that's going to protect these balls? Well, enough. It'll keep them like tucked away. High pressure hose on the balls is like a kick in the dick. This isn't a hype. This isn't like a fire hose. It's just, have you ever seen the, the Mentos? Yeah, it shoots it's, out hard. It shoots out pretty What about well. if the Mentos thing, the actual Mento goes in your butthole? Now that's a problem. <laughs> if it launches the Mentos. How are you getting it? that out? Bianca. Right. Be I don't fresh. think it would though. I mean, <laughs> I'm no scientist, but I, I think it falls and it kind of just, like the chemical reaction, it doesn't shoot yeah. out the Mentos. The Mentos emits something that makes the water shoot. Yeah. All right. They all they become one. In a I think you're gonna fountain. get a nasty infection. I don't think coke douche is a good idea. No, well, enema afterwards. Coke douche. Really? Just He'll do, do an enema after yeah. it, just to make sure there's no Mentos in there. Yeah. I mean, is sugar in your butthole bad? Probably. I mean, it's probably if you left it there, probably. But if if you didn't, I don't think it's a you know wipe. After baby wipes and mm-hmm. just make sure you have to shit poop. it out. Yeah, if you really have to poop before you do it, I would. Want, how far no, 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 no. I wouldn't want to really have to poop because I it might muster. <laughs> it might oh, really right? push the shit. <laughs> it, might, it might fight back, and then we definitely can't use it on. <laughs> it might be a challenge though. Do you think you can shit back the coke from hurting your butt? Mm-hmm. Like time I've, it. I've watched enough porn where girls spit it back out. Yeah. where I think I could do it. Impressive. Yeah. But my area is very virginal. You know, it's had... Really? It's had fingers and a very thin tool, but it's never had anything. A thin tool? A a, a utensil of sorts, yes. uh, What sort? One of those little, like, lipstick container-looking dildos. Why'd you put that in your butt? Well, I was amongst... I was involved in sexual activity with a female. And Mm -hmm. she put a little... Rabbit, rabbit in your butt. Yeah. How fun. While she was. How was that? Stimulating my right. male. For you, did man. Did she get to the G spot? I don't think so. I, but I, I don't think that was her fault. I think I was still, I was a little uptight and I prevented yeah. a lot of fun happening. I was I've, just, yeah. I've been on the other end of that you know. quite a few times. When they're just not ready to receive the fun and mm. it's all tight. I, 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 I believed I was, <laughs> but when, when push came to shove, pardon the pun, I, I, I kind of tightened up. Yeah, it takes time. It's it does. scary. It does. Mm-hmm. You got to know your butt. And the only way to know your butt is to test it. Yep. I got a butt injury the other day. Yeah. Oh. Just got boned and got a little hurt after it happens. It did not. Yeah, I guess it's so. It's very tender skin, the butthole. I also think that I'm a little bit stressed and my roids are flaring because of the book and all the stuff that's Aww. happening. Telly's same thing. Telly and I His both. Roids, you guys are having roids. How there? have I avoided hemorrhoids my entire life? Well, because you got a tight butthole. Yeah, you I know, but <laughs> I use your butthole. I eat lots of protein and fiber. I therefore. So that's why fiber is good for your butthole. Mm-hmm. I know, but I wipe and use it a lot. Yeah, but, yeah, but you, you have a good diet. That's true. Yeah. If you have a bad diet, you force poopies, and that. I is, guess that's how I avoided it. You're yeah, right. that's exactly how you avoided it. Um, you eat clean as hell. I was also thinking of some type of because I pitched the Hulk fight for. <clears throat> for Ellis Mania. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how to work, but I, I still think there's something there. But even if we don't do it for Ellis Mania, I think there's a video of us. <clears throat> I, I Dressed as Hulk. No, no, no. It's something so funny to me watching really, really high-level professional fighters fuck up normal people. And I, and I, I have a guy who's 
a ADCC champion, like top level grappler who's also like 320 pounds. Yeah. And I just think there's something there like you and I dress like like in bikinis or dress like like uh like damsels in distress and trying to trying to roll with him. Yeah. And him just fucking <laughs> like uh, choking us ridiculously armbar over throwing you to the side moving on to me fucking leg lock moving back to you you jump on his back he just fucking hulks you off no way he, he would die <laughs> I mean you know me yeah. I don't know about Mentos up my ass but I'll fight the Hulk guy for sure thanks everybody for listening to the fucking podcast you yes. should fucking tell people about it and we're great and everybody should know so fucking do it alright tell your friends like it's and subscribe free. yeah Thank you.